Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan. For the fans of the Houston Astros, here is your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball, the Astros Rays American League Championship Series, Game 6. The Astros win 7-4. to four. They force a game seven, and don't forget, I know you didn't, but they were down three to zero, and tonight I am joined once again by the Astros Spanish broadcaster, Mr. Francisco Romero. Hey, buddy, thanks for coming on again. No, thank you for inviting me. I guess I didn't do that bad last time, so because I was invited again, but again, but thank you for for inviting me. Oh, I had a blast having you on last time. Uh, I was trying not to bother you. You know, I didn't want to bother you again, but, you know, I was thinking, man, I really had fun talking to him. So let's see if he let's see if he'll come back. <laughs> no, that was fun. And I told Alex, so Alex will join you whenever you want also. But uh, but it, 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 but thank you again. OK, so. We spoke a little bit earlier. I told you that I kind of had to catch up. You know, I'm so used to tweeting throughout the game. I recorded, I had to record the game at the beginning because I was busy and it was killing me not to tweet. I mean, I tweet nonstop uh, while I'm watching the game, but uh, the Rays got on the board first against Framber Valdez, but I wasn't worried at all. How about you? No, you know what? I wasn't worried because looking at Framber's demeanor and the way he started the game, and you could tell that he was on. And, again, the way the run was scored, it wasn't like they hit him hard or, or he was suffering or anything like that. I mean, they scored a run. It was a good, clean run. But uh, I look at the demeanor of the pitcher. He looked good. And, and also with Maldonado, they were they had a good communication, and it was only one run. So I really wasn't worried to answer the question. Yeah, we went all the way to the fifth inning without scoring. Some people were kind of getting a little uh, scared, I guess, on Twitter. And I was like, we got this. I mean, Framber's not going to give up a bunch of runs. I mean, maybe two at the most. He's going to give a seven. Uh, he fell a little short today. His pinch count got a little high. He only gave us six innings, but I'm okay with that. It was great. Three hits allowed, one run, three walks, and he had nine strikeouts. And the big thing for me is that he didn't allow any home runs. 
That's usually how everyone's getting their scores. And total in the game, pretty shocking to me. How about you? Three home runs total in the game. I know the ball didn't carry that much. I don't know if it was because it was a later in the day that the game started, but uh, but yeah, not many home runs. And I'm like you. I was hoping Framber would go seven because hoping he actually would win and have more pitchers available for tomorrow. But the the six innings that he gave us, like you said, were good enough. He was you gave his line nine strikeouts. He pitched amazing. And yes, uh, reiterating what, what you said, no home runs. He didn't give up any home runs. And only one run, so it, it it was good, and and he had six innings, and and that was good enough. Yeah, he threw 101 pitches, so you know he was done after that. But going into the game, this is how I envisioned it. I envisioned him throwing seven innings, and Christian Javier throwing two innings. That's what I envisioned. I didn't think we were going to use five pitchers today. Did you think that was going to happen with Framer starting? You know what? I don't. I don't want to sound like I'm just repeating what you said, <laughs> or, but but that's exactly how what I told Alex Trevino before the game. Frumber and Javier for this game, and that's it. It didn't work out that way. Javier did come out and pitch, but I also had the same vision. And I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to just follow what you said, but but you know, having seen the Astros in the playoffs and having looked at how Brent Strom and and Dusty Baker go about their pitchers, that pretty much told you that it would be something along those lines well I mean you just look at how they used Presley three games in a row and I was assuming that they weren't going to use them today and that's where I came to that conclusion and I'm sure that that's how you came to the conclusion as well so in no way do I think you're copying me I just think we're both pretty smart we know our baseball <laughs> yeah well, I'll take that any day <laughs> but <laughs> So what an amazing fifth inning had to be fun for you to call. Uh, the Astros put four runs up after being down one to zero. Uh, Yuli Gurriel walked. Uh, Ledmus Diaz got a single. So we got the Cuban connection on base. And then Springer comes up with that two run single. Altuve drives him in. Correa drives him in. All of a sudden, four to one. How exciting was that fifth inning? Gotta love what what Altuve is doing during the postseason. It, it was exciting indeed, and that's when you say or a fan says, "Okay, this is it." Framber gave us what he what we wanted him out of Framber. The offense is coming through, and you always want those balanced games between the pitching and the offense. And at that point in time, that's what the Astros were giving us—a balanced game on both sides of of, of the diamond. And so uh, that's when you think, yeah, okay, now let's continue with the pattern and continue with the system that the Astros have, and let's go from here. But uh, and hoping for more runs, of course. Yeah, so Framber was kind of struggling at the end, but, you know, he got out of trouble. It was still 4-1, to one, uh, but the Astros piled on a little bit more. Uh, Kyle Tucker hit his first home run. I was a little shocked that it took him that long because he was – he was getting some shots. He hit, he probably hit six, seven balls to the warning track already, and maybe even more than that. And you know what? The 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 the, the home run hadn't come, but he was still hitting good. I mean, his average during the postseason is not bad at all. But you need him with the, the home run, with the long ball. You, that, that's why he's there, and those are his abilities and capabilities. 
And so you want Tucker to hit the home run. Uh, I'm glad he did it, and I'm glad he did it in this game, and he extended a little, little bit, a little bit. Now hopefully he'll get on that groove to to hit more homers, and, and we need him tomorrow. So you go to the seventh inning. Brantley had the RBI single. Tucker had a sack fly, and now we're up seven to one. And I'm as comfortable as I can be that we're going to win this game. Margot has that solo home run in the seventh. And then you go to the eighth inning. The Astros load the bases. They're up seven to two. There's no outs. They're getting ready to pile on runs. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And you know what? Uh, I, I don't even agree with you that I was comfortable at seven to one because of the, how the games have gone. But once you have the bases loaded with no outs, you're like, yeah, we need to get these guys, uh, the Rays, not only out of their element, but, uh, in the game, but also out of their element, uh, in their heads. So if you stomp on, uh, if you were to stomp on the team, let's say you score two more runs, then that would have deflated them a lot more. Imagine being up nine to one, at least a couple more runs. I was thinking and I was sure that the Astros were going to score two more runs. Yeah, the, that, that changed the whole game there at the end. Uh, I mean, if they would, like you said, if they would have been up 9-1, to one, Presley probably wouldn't even have went in. Uh, the, the Rays probably would have used somebody different. Uh, so we go from the top of the eighth, where we should have piled it on, and then you go to the bottom of the eighth, and they get a two-run homer and make it 7-4, to four, and then that's when you start getting nervous. You're like, uh-oh, here they come. Exactly. And the Rays didn't win more than 40 games just because of their good looks. They, you know, they, they use their pitching, of course, but they have their offense. And, yeah, when it's 7-4, it's very close because the tying run can come up with the plate at any time. And so you do get a little bit scared, even though it's the latter part of the game. But, yeah, it keeps you thinking, and that's – when you have to use probably the pitches that you don't want to use, you want to save for tomorrow. But again, since nothing is uh, uh, for sure, you have to go and go grab the game, go win this game. However, you can do it. So we go to the ninth inning. We're only up three runs now in a game that feels like we're dominating them. Presley gets that runner on base, and you know I'm getting a little nervous. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. You get a runner on base, you get another one on base, and then Arosarena's coming up. And, and you don't want that. So yesterday's game, we were tied uh, going into the ninth inning. And I happened to be uh, messaging someone on Twitter. Her name's Sherry, and she listens to the show, so I wanted to say hello to her. And so when Margo hit that two two-run homer, she sent me a message saying, I guess it's time to start the magic back up. You know, so it seemed to work. As soon as we started talking, uh, Presley got out of the inning. So me and Sherry will be talking tomorrow, too, if we get in any trouble. Uh, so anyway, the Astros out hit them 11-6, to six, uh, three for 10 with runners in scoring position. I mean, the Astros won 7-4, to four and they left 10 guys on base. I know three of them came in the eighth. Uh, do you think the Astros did pretty decent uh, with runners yes, in scoring uh, position today? I'm sorry? Oh, I said, do you think they did good with runners in scoring position tonight? Well, well they, they, they they got the hits when they needed. 
I mean, I, I, even though the Astros won, even though we won, I'm, I was still hoping for the, a couple more runs with the, the bases loaded. So, I mean, because of the win, you could say, yes, they did what they had to do, and and, the, and they came through. But uh, but uh, I'm still hoping, like, you, you want to intimidate the opposition. Of course, they're major league ball players, a lot of them mm-hmm. with a lot of experience. But you have to go for the juggler. You have to score <laughs> with those bases loaded. I mean, I don't want to sound too selfish, but uh, I don't mind winning 16-1 to or 16-3. to or You know what I mean? Yeah. So one, one difference in tonight and the first three games, and maybe it was different yesterday as well, I mean, the Astros were hitting the ball, and it was it was finding holes. I mean, it seemed like the first three games and maybe even the first four, every hit the Astros had, some the race had somebody positioned perfectly. But today they were finding the holes. I was enjoying that. But look at the irony of baseball. In the first three games, when the Astros were hitting those hard-hit balls and the defense was finding them, today was a little bit different. Uh, I don't know how many softballs the Astros hit, and they went through. I think one of them was uh, by Springer, and there was a couple more. But they found a way to 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 get a hit. So it, you know that's baseball for you. You, it, I mean, that's why you love the game, or at least that's why I love the game, because those are the things that happen. The irony of the game, the irony of life, presents itself in a baseball game. So Altuve had the yips a couple of games ago, and now. It's actually highlighted on the show, you know, oh, I mean, on the broadcast, oh, that was a good throw by Altuve, you know, and that's something they don't even say. Uh, but anyway, I, whatever happened to him, he's got it back. And for sure, 100%, he is hitting the ball great. He went two for three today. He walked twice, so he was on base four times. I think he got caught stealing. Something happened again uh, today. But he has a 455 average with a 1.526 OPS. He's tearing it up in this series. Yeah, he's doing it at the right time. You know what? I'm glad for Altuve. And, and I, the first day he came into the major leagues, uh, that was July 20th of uh, 2011. He works in the clubhouse with J.D. Martinez and and and, and, um, and another player that he came in, that he came with. Uh, from from double A, uh, his eyes wide open, and then we see him develop into his this great player. And this year he suffered a little bit. So for me personally, and I think for the Astros and the fans are, it, it, it's great to see him uh, perform in the postseason because that's who he is. And just like in life, we have highs and lows. And I'm glad Altuve was able to overcome, you know, a hard season this year and do well in the postseason. I had tweeted in the fourth inning because we weren't scoring runs. And I was thinking, and, and what I tweeted out, I was like, if we're going to score runs, it's going to come from Springer, Altuve, and Correa. Those guys are the ones going to score runs. And those are the guys that drove in the runs the next inning. So maybe I'm a little bit of a prophet. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, T- Tucker, Brantley brought in some. Uh, Brantley went two for four. Correa, three for five. Tucker got his first home run. Uh, Diaz got the start over Reddick and went two for three. Reddick, 0 for two when he came in. And Alex Bregman, 0 for five, and he grounded into a double play twice. What's up with Alex Bregman? You know what, Alex, is. Uh, that's a good thing about this team, that it's not only one player, and all of them say that. 
Alex is a little bit down. And and Alex, when Altuve made those errors, Alex, uh, we had him on the press conference, and he said that it happens to everybody. Now, he's a little bit down, but I see him coming out of that funk also. If, if there's a fun guy, if there's someone with a lot of passion, it has to be uh, Alex Bregman. And Alex Bregman, during the, you know, the pandemic, the, uh, and when he was allowed to go into Minute Maid Park, he never missed a single day of going in there and, and hitting the ball. So uh, that has to pay off. And I think he will be ready tomorrow. And, uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm hoping he... He uh, gets a hit, a couple hits tomorrow, hits a homer, but I think he'll be ready. So it's like he's even said, it's part of uh, being a baseball player. Yeah, so coming into game four, the Astros were facing really horrible odds as only one team and 38 chances came back from a 3-0 deficit, and that was – the Red Sox in either 2000, I think it was 2004, is that when it was? It is. I remember that so well. I was a sportscaster for Telemundo, and I was covering, I was at the I was at the station watching the game, ready for my newscast, and then I see Dave Roberts get, he's still second base, and the rest <laughs> was history, but I remember that game so well. So, I got some uh, notes here that I got from Richard Justice. He tweeted this out today, and I love Twitter. I mean, some people don't look at it as real news, but, you know, some people, you know, put out some good information that keeps you from having to do your own research. And so it said the Astros are the 39th team to be 0-3 in a seven-game series. They're only the fourth team to force a game six, and now they're only the second team. It was only one, and now we are the second. And I think a big thing and this was also pointed out, the Astros have five guys, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Yuli Guerrero, and Springer, that are playing, that they played their 56th postseason game together. So they got lots of chemistry. Yeah, the chemistry and the experience, and it's showing. And it's showing. I'm glad Correa went and talked to Frumber Valdez the way he did when when, when uh, Diaz, uh, Yandy Diaz started. Uh, I don't know what he wanted to start. But whatever it was, I have to uh, I'll check the press conference later on. But uh, he showed his true colors. You talk about chemistry uh, of those five players. They want to pass that on to the new guys, Frambert Valdez and, and, and the other new pitchers. So it was great. And it's good that you bring that up because it, it's showing and it's needed. And that's what, what a championship team uh, needs. A little bit on Carlos Correa. Um after the cheating scandal, he he became the voice of the Astros. He became the defender of the Astros. You know, he had a lot of sound bites. He defended Altuve. And now, in the playoffs, he's turned himself, and like you said, about going to, you know, he's always going to home plate. I mean, he's always going to the mound in those meetings. He's become the leader of the Astros. Yes, and the reason he goes to the mound, and, and and he's talked about it before, is that he wants to, uh, you know, act like a coach. He wants to learn. He wants to have his input, and that's great because uh, he's showing his his leadership a role, and I really like that about Correa, that he goes in there and he, 
and he goes to those uh, mound meetings and he's just not standing around. I, I think that's that speaks a lot about him. They talked to Dusty. You talked about uh, you're going to watch the press conference. I got a, a few clips from Dusty. Uh, he said, getting close isn't good enough. I'll show more emotion when we win tomorrow. So he's pretty confident. I'm pretty confident as well, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Dusty said, you got to love this team. And uh, I love it. You know, he said he's turning people into baseball fans. That's what this team is doing. There's a lot of people that are angry, but it seems like a lot of people are starting to sway. They're starting to enjoy and see just how good and how fun this team is to watch. And you know what? Um, you talk about Twitter. I have gotten hooked on Twitter the last uh, four months or so. I've had it for a long time, but I, I, I really didn't wasn't in it a lot. But uh, but from the comments I see is that yes, all these people, even a lot of journalists, took this to heart, and a lot of journalists are. are being very hard on the Astros uh, because of whatever reason, I mean, some of them don't act like journalists. They just write uh, bad stuff about the Astros. They took it personally. But everybody, you know, a lot of uh, uh, tweets about, yes, they're good. They're really good. Uh, and they're, they're praising Correa, like, just like we did and the way I do is handling the situation. So uh, I think at the end of the day, this is a reality check for everybody of how good this team was, how good this team has been, and how good this team is. Yeah, Carlos Correa is talking trash, but he's backing it up, so you got to love that. You know, you can't have someone saying and doing the things he's doing and having games like Alex Bregman is having. Well, I'm very happy for, for Carlos Correa. I'm very happy for the whole team, to be honest with you, with mm-hmm. Aldue, for Dusty Baker, for for the owner, I mean, he gave the city of Houston a, a championship team. He gave them a lot of happiness. Uh, and so I'm glad the Astros are showing these are their true colors. And they're a winning team. They're winning players. And one of the things that I think personally is that I, I've seen these players uh, grow up. I've seen them develop. I see them every day. I see them get to the ballpark at, at noon, uh, at 1 o'clock when the game is at 7. You know, they have young families. They sacrifice a lot, and so yeah, they get paid a lot, but they give a lot. Those these players are have young families, and and it's great to see them uh, to see them get to to a game seven now. And 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 again, I want to repeat myself. These are the true callers. They're they're winners. They're they're hard workers, and mm-hmm. and, and and so we see that day in and day out. I've used that term as well when people ask me, "How can you still be a fan of the Astros?" And I say. I I watch these guys grow up. I mean, they I seen you know almost every one of them get drafted, and they talk to them you know during the game when they get drafted, like Tucker Correa. I remember when all these guys got drafted, and and that's how I talk about it. Like I see these guys grow up. I love these guys. I'm I'm invested in these guys. And another thing is. What what am I supposed to do? Just stop liking them and just pick another team? It's never going to happen. So these people don't know what they're talking about because it didn't happen to their team. But, you know, if that letter ever gets open, maybe somebody else will have that issue too. I know. I know. I don't want to get into that because I, I, don't, I don't want to. But, I mean, yeah, they, they it happened. But um, but I, I get what you're saying. And, uh, and if you would see what I have seen 
in terms of them growing up as uh, as as human beings. Uh, I mean, I've had the pleasure of uh, having my daughter since she was a year old be around these guys. My daughter's now 14. And, mm-hmm. and so away from the field, these are great human beings. I mean, Atuve and his family, Correa and his family, Alex Bregman, just a great person uh, to be around. So uh, they're great people. And, 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 you know, how can you not like them? They, they were champions and, and they're good players. And I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you one thing. Last year during the World Series, I had to go do an interview at 11 o'clock in Minute Park. Then I went home to get ready to come back to the ballpark at 3 o'clock. But as I was leaving around noon, you'd see these guys coming in. Come on. It's noon for a 7 o'clock game. And they're already uh, ready to, you know, to study video or to, or for their meetings or to get their therapy, whatever they needed to do. At noon at the ballpark, you have to appreciate that, and and that tells you how hard they work. Yeah, like just staying with the growing up thing. I mean, I know we're already kind of done with it, but you know, like these guys came in single, young, you know, twenty years old, maybe out of college, and now they're all married. They all got kids, you know, except for Tucker. He's still a little <laughs> young. Yeah. Uh, so, so tonight, or it won't be tonight, it'll be tonight for most people when they listen to this, I guess, but Game 7, we're there. We are there, Game 7. I'm pretty excited. I think the game time, they said, it depends on what happens with the Dodgers and the Braves. We could be on at 8 o'clock. We could be on at 6. Have you heard that? Yeah, I heard that. Uh-huh. It depends on what happens tonight. It could mm-hmm. be, uh-huh. So the game time is not set in stone yet. Uh, until the the Dodgers Braves game ends. Uh-huh. All right, so we got Lance McCullers against Charlie Morton. They already faced each other, and I I think that was game two, so we must have lost. And uh, but I don't know. I feel good about it. I mean, we had a chance to win. I don't, I, I really honestly don't remember. I just know we lost. No, yeah, we had a chance to win that game, of course. But you know what? Talking about the irony of life and baseball, hey, these two guys pitched Game 7 of the World Series in 2017, and now they're going against each other. And I guess uh, one of the things I like is that uh, Astros have everybody available in regards to, except from Valdez. I, I would uh, I would imagine McCullers and uh, maybe Urquini comes in and uh, Javier another inning. So uh, our chances look very, very, very good. Yeah, I was unsure about Urquidy if he's able to come in or not. But, yeah, that's nice to have. I mean, it's all hands on deck. It's game seven. I mean, there's no game eight. You know, it's win or go home, right? Exactly. <laughs> and you've got to put all the, like you said, all the cars there. And I, I see our chances uh, are very good. And the other thing is that um, uh, the Astros know Charlie Morton very well, of course. On the other hand, they know that, we, that the Astros know him very well, but uh, the game plan will be we'll, – we'll see it executed, of course. Dusty Baker won't tell us, but we'll see it executed, and, and hopefully the Astros will have the right game plan against Charlie Morton. All right, Francisco, that's all I have. you have anything you want to add? No, I just want to thank you for letting me into your podcast, and thanks for the support, and I'm glad we're on the same page. and and supporting the Astros, and hopefully next time we talk, it'll be uh, right before a World Series game. 
Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and I will listen to you. I wish I was listening to you in the fifth inning, but uh, I'll listen to you tomorrow. Hopefully, it'll bring us luck. I'll give you a couple innings, and uh, I'll let you know when I'm listening. Okay, let me know. Well, thank you so much, and and thanks again, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right, I appreciate it. We'll see you next time, guys, on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Make sure to subscribe so that way you will be alerted when there is a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.